shivering into the ether. Today is kind of a special day for me. Today my boss called me in the office and I thought he was going to chew my ass because I've missed a day a week for three weeks straight now, including this week. Um, it really wouldn't be an ass chewing. It would be more of a, hey, Tom, you should really, uh, we'll really miss you when you're gone because I do. <laughs> um, anyway, he wasn't reprimanding me at all. What he was actually doing is pulling me in the office to tell me that he gave me a 50 cent raise. And I am now making $20 an hour. I entered the workforce when I was 15 years old, and that would be 1995. And minimum wage was $4.25. And I was working for an old-timer uh, by the name of Bob Lucian. And what I did for him is, in the beginning it was like I was do, working in his ginseng gardens. And, uh, well, hell, I really never, well, he's dead now, but I really never quit working for him. I've done all, any. All sorts of stuff for him. We logged together for a while. And, like, not together. Like, he paid me logging. He was the logger. And I was making eight bucks an hour or whatever. But I've worked for him for a long time. Ginseng gardens and picking rock and doing firewood for him and stuff. And really, that was my first job. And that's kind of where I learned my work ethic from. Because he was, uh, he didn't really take a whole lot of this didn't didn't tolerate laziness. He got on your ass about working. And minimum wage was four dollars and twenty five cents when I entered the workforce. And I remember thinking, like when I was in high school, like if I could ever get to twenty dollars an hour, that would be like that's like what nurses and lawyers were making in those days that was $20 an hour was crazy good money and obviously now um, $20 an hour is not real good money but still I'm pretty fucking proud of the fact I've been in the, and I'm, I'm making $20 an hour now I've been in the workforce for 28 years and I finally made it to uh, $20 an hour. Uh, that's probably really not <laughs> not something to brag about, I guess, but in my brain, it's, uh, it's a special thing. I'm not really educated at all, so I never went to college or anything like that. Basically, I probably have about a 8th grade education. I don't read real good. I can do math pretty decent. But uh, I guess I would call a high school dropout. I did to go back and get my HSED, but I don't remember any of that shit. But what I want to do here is I want to put down from my family or anybody else that gives a fuck, which is probably nobody, 
my work history from the time I start entered the workforce to right now. Okay, so I start out with Bob Lucia doing uh, just kind of being his his uh, kind of being his lurvy. If uh, you've ever seen the uh, movie Charlotte's Web, just kind of his chore guy anything he needed i'd do and if i didn't know how to do it he kind of teach me how to do it which which was fucking awesome i did learn how to do a lot of things when i worked for that guy uh and i was like i said when i was 15 um and i did that hot and heavy till i was about 17 or 16 i guess and then i was dating this girl and her parents bought the diner in Prentice, which is not a diner anymore. I'd have to if my kids wanted to see where it was, I'd actually have to show you the building that it was in because it looks look, nothing like a diner now. And there I cooked. I was like a fry cook. I did hamburgers and fries and you know, just a short order cook. And That job was pretty shitty but it was actually pretty fun at the same time because I got to work with people I like like I was working with my uh, my girlfriend's mom and me and her were good buddies And actually I think when I was working there I, I might have been broke up with the girl but I was still working for her mom I don't know not real important uh, I did that for a summer uh, then I think after that I went maybe I did that till I, yeah I must have done that till I was 18 because uh, somewhere in there I joined the army and I guess you qualify that as a as an employer um, and I went to basic training no I, le I must have left there yeah, I left the diner. I was I was still living by my mom. I was seventeen or eighteen at the time. Must I think? Well, I had to. I went to Phyllis Plastics, and I had to have been eighteen. As soon as I was eighteen, I uh, I started working at Phyllis Plastics, and at that place I was just like a general production person. Um, then I was uh, a material handler. It was my job to, like, uh, put the right kind of plastics into the right kind of machines and set them up and clean them out and things like that. I was not very good at it at all. Uh, I remember a couple of instances where I mixed plastics together wrong, and it could have, like, caused an explosion, but it never did. I remember getting my ass chewed for putting the wrong kind of plastic on the wrong kind of thing i that job was so i really never knew what i was doing it was i was always on the just the edge of holy shit i have no idea what's going on right now but i'm gonna do it to the best of my ability uh that then i went to basic training and when i came back they had given that job to somebody else which was fine but they offered me a job at the paint room at Phyllis Plastics, this is a Medford one. I don't, I don't even think there is a Medford Phyllis Plastics anymore. Uh, got a job in the paint room there. 
I was just like a general production, you know, the paint room guy, which I was kind of glad to be done with that material handler job. And then I got a job where I cleaned things at uh, Phillips Plastics in the paint room. Like, I have to clean all the fucking built-up paint fume shit out of the out of the exhaust system and put it in bag toxic waste bags and <laughs> and get it in the right dumpster and all that and I'd have to wash the parts of the paint line and acetone and I remember just like they're like you should wear gloves when you do this and I was like no it doesn't burn my skin really and I'm just like knee knee el- not knee deep fuck elbow deep and uh and acetone and Probably you're gonna give me cancer eventually. Wound up quitting plastics because um, when I was working there, there was a girl and we had a little thing, one night deal, and she gave me a handy, and uh, she'd had a boyfriend that worked there too. But everything was good for. Everything was good for a long time, and then I got drunk and told some guys I work with about her giving me handy, and then I was like, guys, you can't say anything ever, and they're like, oh, yeah, we won't. And the next day, every time the girl walked by, she they're doing fucking handy gestures, and she found out that I blabbed about it, and I was just like, you know what, I'm an asshole here, so I should just quit, and then I quit, and I quit. Uh, sometime between the hand job and uh, me blabbing about it, I met my wife. Uh, I think we might have got pregnant with the Mr. Malcolm. No, 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 not yet. Uh, then I worked, I quit plastics and I worked for the Tannery Lane Company, which uh, was what you. They called the skateboard factory back in the day because we made uh, Santa Cruz skateboards. What I did there is I ran a, well, I did a few different things, but the thing that I was decent at is I ran a whirlwind sander, which like on the edge of a skateboard, you take a router and you make the edge of it round, and I would take that on this fucking big ancient apparatus sanding thing and uh, make all those edges smooth. I think I did that, I don't know, probably a year, maybe a year and a half. It was, it was fun work. It wasn't terrible. When you got, they stopped like every hour for a, like a five-minute cigarette break. Imagine that. Hour work, five-minute cigarette break. That, the concept of that doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, worked for a pretty good guy there. I think his name was Dave. It doesn't matter what his fucking name was. Um, I think while I was working there, me and Barbie got pregnant with Mr. Malcolm. Yes. And, uh, I know, (laughs) here's dating this shit. Um, I know that I was thinking, holy shit, I'm going to be 
a dad. I need to make some more money to support this baby. And I remember being super nervous about going to the office and asking him to raise me from $10 to $12. And I had had, I had been thinking about maybe going, trying out, trying to get a job at Weathershield. And this is when it wasn't really easy to get a job. Like now, if you fucking apply anywhere, they're like, yes, please. give us, All you need is a, to be able to breathe. We just need people. But back then, there was a stack of applications, and you had to, like, really write down all your references right and maybe make a, I don't remember the fucking name of it was, but it was like a little portfolio thing with all your education and whatnot. You really had to brag yourself up to get a job. And I was telling them I was thinking about going to Weathershield, you know, because uh, they they start at twelve. And he and he literally said to me, he "said Tom, go to Weathershield. I can't touch that. I can't touch twelve dollars an hour." <clears throat> so I went to Weathershield, and I started on second shift. And I started out general production, and I. Uh, wound up getting a uh, finger joiner what the hell is the name of that jo- finger joiner backup or finger joiner f- finger joiner feed takeaway which was like there was a finger joiner operator and then there was like a guy that helped him and he kind of taught that person how to be a finger joiner operator and eventually you could be a finger joiner operator what is a finger joiner a finger joiner is you take these little sticks of wood and you cut grooves on the long ends of them and then those grooves stick together with glue in between and you make a fake board, kind of. Uh, I was doing that. Then the old Iraq war happened and I went for a while and did that. came back and uh, I did not want to be on did not want to be on first shift anymore no I did not want to be on second shift anymore so I uh, even before I came home from Iraq I was dealing with with the company and telling them I really like to have a first shift job you know so I could be with my family blah 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 and uh They could do that, but I had would have to go up to casement. And casement is where everything has got rules. Like down on the mill end of Weather Shield, it's kind of just like do your thing and you can not fuck off, but you got more it's more relaxed down on the on the mill end. So I went up to Casement. I did uh, probably a couple of years in Casement, which was terrible. I did not fit in well up there because I talk like a sausage a lot. And um, talking like a sausage got you in trouble up on the Casement end where talking like a sausage on the mill end was just shop talk. Then I uh, 
saw that there was a ripper ripper feed takeaway position. And at Weathershield, you actually had to apply within when you were working and you wanted to get a different job. You actually had to fill out a bunch of fucking paperwork. Nowadays, you just go to your boss and you're like, I really don't like the thing I'm fucking doing. I'd like to do something else. And they'll do that for you. Uh, On a side note, I just saw three geese flying north. Three Canadian geese out the window. Spring will be here shortly, people. Anyway, uh, so I got that Ripper job, and that was fun. I really liked it. That and Ripper jobs back on the mill end. I love that. I did that for oh, probably three, four, five years. Altogether at Weathershield, I think I was there 15 or 16 years. And then they hired this guy. And normally I don't like to name drop fuckheads on a pod, my podcast. But his name was fucking Jeremy Ruka. <sighs> Cocksucker. I was uh, running the planer that fed the ripper. And I was supposed to be training him how to run the damn thing. And I said, I have to take a fucking shit, dude. Don't stick your hand in the machine. I come back from taking the shit. Guess what? What'd he do? He stuck his hand in the machine. And it didn't, like, rip it off or nothing, but he got... It, he kind of fucked up the muscles on his arm some. He got caught, like, between these two big rubber rollers. And, and that. And uh, at that point in my career at Weathershield, I'd had some pretty bad attendance. And uh, they used that as an excuse to fire me. And when it happened, I was really mad about it. But now when I look at it, I'm kind of like, yeah, I was not a very good employee at all. Um, But they called me in the office and they fired me for unsafe training practices. On the way home... From getting fired at the end of the day, the hub assembly on our Escalade took a shit, and the wheel almost fell off, and I was stuck on the side of the road, and I had to call my friend to come get me. It was a bad day. Get fired? And that's really the first time I've ever been fired in my life. I remember, like, really. That was a terror. Oh, fuck. That hurt. Getting fired. Them telling it. They said to me, it's it's about, it'll be time. It, I think this is time for us to part ways. And they said and I'm like what do you mean and they're like no we're you're no longer employed here and I was like all right let me get my shit but that really hurt uh oh I missed a whole bunch of shit um while I was working at Weathershield the uh whole fucking housing crisis economy flop thing that I don't understand at all happened so things really slowed down for Weathershield and I spent about two years laid off and I got a cash job for uh, with a company called Odie Construction which my good friend Lee was working there and he's like yeah I can get you a job and pays like 
bucks an hour or something. I think I left Weather Shield at sixteen something. Yeah. But that Odie construction thing while I was laid off and you could like take voluntary layoffs. Do you want to lay, be laid off for six months? Yes, I'll take another six months of cash work. And Odie Construction, we uh, we built a retirement home, fancy nursing home thing, in Mosinee, Wisconsin. Uh, we our thing was building hotels, really hotels and bigger buildings. Like a, we did a house once, and we f we were framers. We didn't do the roofing or the the uh, the the trim work at all. We just framed, did the framing. Got we framed it. We put the sheeting on the outside. Got the roof on it, and we moved on to the next thing. That was a pretty fucking fun adventure working for that guy. We were Odie's roadies, is what we called ourselves, and we uh, we lived on. <laughs> we lived on pass load fuel cans and uh, beer and drugs really I, back in them days I wasn't doing drugs I don't do drugs now but even then I didn't even smoke pot but it was a fucking adventure I had my b best friend Lee and I had my best friend Troy for a while I even had my good buddy fucking uh, Mr. Kyle Washer with me that was just like a that was just like a party that I got paid for it. I got to see different parts of the different parts of the uh, the country. We mostly stayed in like Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa. We went to Kentucky one time for a while. That was fun. Uh, then Weather Shield was like, "Yep, got to come back." I came back to my. Uh, my ripper feed takeaway job, and that's when they can me because of fucking ding dong. Uh, stuck his arm in the planer. Uh, got fired. On the way home, Escalade takes shit. Before I had even made it home, I had another job. Good friend of mine, her name is Angie. She's working at a uh, uh, farm in Dorchester was like we got an opening you can start tomorrow or start Monday or whatever went in and talked to the the lead guy the, the owner of the fucking farm Steve and he's like yep I'll, I'll fire you hire you I think I started at 14 there maybe I don't know what that fucking job that that Bach Farms I was the cattle feeder which meant that I was responsible for feeding about 3,000 head of livestock a day. I had a payloader and a mixer truck. It was just basically like a dump truck with these mixer things inside of the dump box. And then you can fucking poop the fucking feed out the side. You drive along and it dumps out the side. That job was fun because I got to feel like a farmer. And when I was doing that job, 
Jason Aldean's Amarillo Sky was a big song. So, uh, you know, takes the tractor, another round, blah, blah, that song. I was a, it was a f- fun job because I got to work pretty much 100% by myself. And I got to know cows. And cows are... After a while, I started to like the cows. Like, I got to have a relationship with them, kind of. Like, I'd come with the truck, and they'd see the truck coming. They all start mooing and kicking around. And it's really, they didn't, it was not a relationship with me. It was a relationship with their food, but it, it made me feel good. Um, But... The guy that ran that farm, he was kind of a dickhead. And he, uh, God, I was doing like 80 hours a week. Nightmare hours a week. I wasn't even coming home. Dorchester is probably a 40-minute drive from my house. And I was working so much that I would just have to, like, sleep in the shop. Because I had like three hours till I had to start feeding again. And one day he jacked my ass for something that was completely out of my control. And I was like, uh, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm a fucking human being. And you can't treat me like this. So find somebody else to feed your fucking cows. I think before I, I think I had might have been might have been on the way out of there. I believe that I was talking to Dean at uh, Badger Precision, also known as Larson Pallet Company. I think I'd gone in there maybe a week or so before and filled out out an application, and uh, somebody that worked there had told me that. We hire everybody. You just put an application and you're going to get hired. And it just worked out good that he pissed me off enough to where I quit. I went in there and I said, hey, man, I'm going to work for you. <laughs> He's like, well, we really don't need anybody until next week. And I'm like, well, okay, next week I'm going to start working for you. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I just kind of. I kind of pushed myself on him. And he was like, okay, we'll give you a job then. And I won't, uh, got hired there. And I've done pretty much everything there. I can't run the head saw. Can't run the debarker. I think other than that, I can do everything that Badger Precision has for somebody to, uh, to do I think I started at Badger for like at like 17 maybe 16 dollars an hour 
believe in September I will be there nine years. And I just got called in the office and told that I'm going to make $20 an hour now. And like I said before, that probably seems pretty trivial to a lot of folks. But when I was a young man, $20 an hour was a hell of a thing. I believe I forgot something. After the Odie roadie deal, the construction thing was at Weathershield, I, uh, my wife was running the Kentucky Fried Chicken. She was the general manager of that. And I worked there a little bit part-time. Would not suggest working at KFC at all. Actually, uh, fuck KFC. KFC.